Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. You're listening to The Real Down. Sponsored by Catch Photo Release Tournaments. This is your premier tournament source. Here are your hosts, Sam Jones and Dan Perry. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Reel Down. Uh, tonight it's me and Sam, and we have two beautiful ladies on the show. We have Miss Susie Roloff, Adventures of Outdoor Woman, on the P- Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're a whole network here. And uh, we also have Aaron Mathis, the Utah Anglerette. So thank you for being on the show. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Just here to talk about the, y- y'all are both tournament directors. We'll talk about that. Just kind of the state of the sport with coronavirus and trying to social distance and all these nice things. And just, yeah, what's going on in your life. So let's, uh, Aaron, you haven't been on the show before. Let's, let's uh, tell us all about yourself, how you got into kayak fishing, all that good stuff. Um, well, I am 37, living in Utah. Um, I am a engineer here in Utah, and that is my full-time job. My second full-time job is uh, tournament director of Kayak Fishing Utah, yeah, which has been awesome. I got into kayak fishing probably about 2017, 2016. I just bought a little lifetime tamarack and um, was just going to go out and paddle around. I was like, oh, I'm going to take my fishing pole, caught a bass and was like, yeah, I need something better than this Tamarack. I mean, this is awesome, you know, and, uh, bought a Hobie. Um, one of my buddies said, uh, yeah, go Hobie. One of my buddies was like, Hobie's way to go. I didn't even look at anything else. I went to Shields and bought a Hobie and, uh, I started fishing from it. Didn't even know kayak fishing was a sport. And, um, somebody turned me on to kayak fishing, Utah, which was owned by somebody else. And I got into the tournaments and first year got, um, angler of the year and just 
Nice. Found myself really enjoying it and getting pretty good at it, at least here in Utah. Uh, national championship kind of humbled me down a little bit. But uh, yeah, ever mm-hmm. since then, I... You uh, and, uh, you know, 800 other people. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> but uh, yeah, ever since then, it's been it's been a great ride. I've I've had some really great ideas for how to run the tournaments, keep our anglers happy, and was due to different circumstances, I was able to get the other tournament director out of his position and me and a buddy kind of took over the club for the benefit of the club. It was, we're now nonprofit and, and it's all for the anglers at this point. So. That's great. And you and I, I think her name is what? Catherine Fields. Isn't that her name? Catherine Fields. She, oh, y'all, club, dude, that gets my y'all girl. like daily, the stuff y'all put on Facebook and Instagram. It's like, I've been to Utah and I'm just every picture. I'm like, Oh, it's so beautiful out there. Yeah. So so jealous. Yeah, Kate's she's she's the man, but she's the woman, man. She's uh she's out there every single day trying to do 250 days of fishing yeah. before her 50th birthday. It was within a year. She's almost there. So wow. I'm proud of that woman so much. And you yeah, two I, ladies had a had a meetup too, where we actually got to fish together, and you had a little bit of an experience uh, that day oh. too. <laughs> oh man! So we went out to uh, Wendover, Nevada, which is right on the border. Literally, there's the border, and then there's casinos because we can't we don't have casinos in Utah. Um, but so if you drive in there, and then you go back about a mile back into Utah, there's a um, hot spring fed lake. So we went in January or February. So there's like still snow out but the water's 70 degrees it's awesome it's beautiful and they've got tilapia i I heard there's some uh piranha in there people have dropped different crazy fish in this lake because there's a lot of um people do a lot of um scuba diving in that lake but um so yeah we were out there fishing and some we were just off the dock off the shore and some guy comes up behind us and asks if he could do a ritual cleansing in the lake um is that open stripped down to his birthday suit <laughs> and jumped right in and Kate got the whole thing on her GoPro. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Not, not to strip down, but yeah, it was awesome. It was fun. You hear the splash and you guys are just like, oh, yep, yep. Virtual <laughs> cleansing. All right. Yeah. And are, are you also involved with a kayak bass bracket tour now? So I was, I, um, I ended up stepping down. There was, there was a lot more to it that, um, wasn't sold to me in the beginning and that's not Greg's fault. He's doing some awesome stuff. I'm so excited to see this stuff going. Um, but it was more than my time allows. Um, I, I work a lot, not that everybody doesn't, but, uh, you know, um, too much going on right now. And I just told him it was too much for me, but I would definitely, um, promote for him for sure. So yeah. It's, I mean, we, we all have that line of life and fun, and it's, Absolutely. you know. Yeah. So. All right. So anybody else who's living under a rock and has never heard of the great and powerful Susie Roloff, tell us about yourself, ma'am. Uh, well, uh, like you guys had said, I'm uh, my own host of my own segment, Adventures with Outdoor Women podcast. Um I have been kayak fishing since uh, roughly about 2014. Um, I started in a little pelican kayak, and uh, my first kayak was a Hobie. Yeah, Hobie all the way. And uh, I've loved them ever since. And I started competing in uh, 2015 with Great Lakes Kayak Fishing Series and got on staff with them uh, right away. And then uh, eventually got on to uh, Kayak Bass League staff. 
And I basically jumped in the deep end uh, head first <laughs> when I got into all of this. Um, so I was a uh, director for uh, Great Lakes Kite Fishing Series last year and uh, part of the staff with them too for a long time. And then uh, this year I uh, stepped down from Great Lakes. I needed a little bit of a break um, just because I'd been with them for so long and mm. uh, was kind of, you know, getting a little to the point of, all right, you know, I've been in the director business of things for quite a while. I like to kind of step back and just kind of, you know, kind of fish for fun for <laughs> once. And uh, with a kayak bass league, I've been with them for a few years now and uh, I'm the main TD for them. So I've kind of just uh, narrowed it down to one um, for this year. And um, yeah, that's kind of a little bit in a nutshell. <laughs> that's a lot. It, it is a lot. lot. There is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, just you know, just a little yeah. smack. I need to. I need to have a side conversation with you two ladies about how to uh, say no, because <laughs> you both you both have just talked about how you were able to, you know, say no and like, hey, I don't have time for that. I do not have that skill set. I'm the the yes guy. Uh, I need to work on on that myself. So. <laughs> See, I, I usually say yes, and then my wife tells me no, and then I have to <laughs> and say no. That's usually how it works with me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was just, for me, it was just more of, you know, I was kind of getting to the point to where, you know, I was getting more and more involved with a lot of different things. So, like, the, the women's event, um, you know, my local clubs and whatnot, and, you know, traveling and everything. And then now my own podcast, I was just like, okay, my plate's really full right now. So I was like, I need to kind of take some off here, you know, and I was just like, well, you know, with Great Lakes, you know, it was, it was how I got started. You know, it wasn't an easy decision by all means. Um, but, you know, I was just like, you know, I'm ready to, just, you know, kind of take a step back. A lot of the original guys who were part of Great Lakes, you know, had all kind of left too. So, you know, it was just kind of time, you know, for kind of some new changes and new takeovers, which was fine. You know, I mean, um, Nick, who's running it right now, is doing an awesome job. Um, so kudos for him. And, you know, also just, you know, letting other people kind of handle things too, you know, so they can get the experience as well, you know, because it's like, you know, I like being the head person to kind of, you know, make sure that things run well and, you know, everything's in order, you know, safety and all that other stuff. But, you know, at the same time, it's just like, you know, there's other people who can gain from the experience, too. So, you know, why not pass it off to somebody? So, yeah, just yes. my sense. <laughs> so, Aaron, I know out there where you're at, you you haven't been fishing for that long because it gets so cold. Has your trail started already this year? So our first tournament was supposed to be down at San Hollow this last Saturday, so the 25th, and that was also paired with a KBF trail event. And um, sadly, well, KBF canceled everything in May, but then well, everything in May through May, sorry. Um, and our state parks were closed, completely closed here. And so they refunded me my um, camping money. It's a five and a half hour drive for us, but it is 100% one of the best lakes in Utah. It's, it's, I think it was ranked number 14 on the West coast at some point. Um, some really great bass in there, some awesome bass fishing. And, um, so KBF canceled theirs. We were still going to hold ours and we were just kind of waiting to see what happened. And we were going to do everything virtual. Um, we were going to do captain's meetings, just do the check-in on tourney X, which is amazing. Dwayne Wally has been 
working his butt off on that mm-hmm. thing and I love it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we were going to just do everything virtual. Uh, it sucks because I think one of the best parts about a tournament is getting everybody together at the end and the camaraderie and the, I mean, you get to meet people who are just like you or, you know, maybe the opposite of you and you get to learn a lot of things just by talking to them afterward, what they used and it's totally a different experience, but we were ready just to do it. People just want to fish and they're ready. And, um, so they closed our state parks and we canceled it and then they opened it a week before our (laughs) tournament. (laughs) And and I'll, I'll tell you what, I am so glad we decided not to do it because they actually had to close the gates. People were hopping over fences. Mm. People are going insane right now. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And I don't blame them, but yeah. Man, the line I've watched a video of somebody doing the line going into San Holland. We're talking a five-hour wait. You know, it was it was absolutely insane. Wow. <clears throat> I so, believe and that, that, that. That's just because they only let a certain amount of people in, or it's not. So the state park is actually pretty big. It's also includes a bunch of sand dunes, so a lot of people bring their um their ATVs, RTs, ATVs and stuff out there. Uh, the the lake, it's the reservoir itself is not that big, but, um, but yeah, there was just too many social distancing I heard was just not a thing. Um, and the, for safety of people, they actually just had to close their gates and say, sorry, nobody else. Um, of, of course our tournament would have started super early in the morning, probably wouldn't have been an issue, but I cannot imagine how many wake boaters and oh, jet skis yeah. out on that lake. And honestly, I think I would have feared for our angler's safety at that point. So I'm, I'm kind of relieved it sucks for, you know, our anglers. I know a couple guys went down there anyway, and it sounded pretty tough. The lake was already beat up. People were just dying to fish and wakeboard and everything else. So, um, yeah, our first tournament won't be until May 30th. So, okay. Yeah, but we do, we we do month long ones also. We've had a, uh, we've had the opposite problem here in Indiana. All of our waters have been open the whole time. In fact, they were encouraging outdoor activity. But what happened is some of the pay lakes said, hey, we're not going to charge because we're not have somebody there. So you guys are open to go. So some of these pay lakes that were generally pretty light on traffic and really great fisheries have been just packed. And then, of course, your other fisheries are also packed all the time, too. So everyone's on the water, which is great. You want to see that. You want to see people out there and enjoying it. Uh, But it's definitely made for a new challenge. You know, you're the last three times I've gone fishing. It's like, I'm literally just fishing around behind people, you know? Sure. And, uh, you know, that, that presents new challenges, but we're still catching fish and we're still having a good time and enjoying the outdoors. So that's what it's all about. But, uh, yeah, I can only imagine the, the lines that some of these states that are just reopening are going to have now. It's going to definitely be nuts. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm kind of worried about this weekend too, because May 1st, Illinois, they closed all of their, uh, state, uh, DNR parks as well. And May 1st, they're opening just a handful of lakes, which there really isn't any rhyme or reason to which ones they chose. Huh. Um, but uh, one of them I'm going to, I'm planning on going to this weekend, but I'm just, I'm, I'm really worried about like what boat traffic is going to be and how many people are going to be there. You know, I'm hoping that, you know, all the other lakes are going to be kind of dispersed, but I, I don't know with everybody being cooped up. I think everybody's going to be on the same page and be like, I'm going crazy. I don't care how far I have to drive to go fishing for some fish and whatnot. So, yeah. you know, so it, it'll well, be interesting be safe to see. out there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and kind of like you said, the whole thing, whether 
it's fishing or just life businesses it all seems so arbitrary like the dates and the times of like what i'm not trying to get into a political thing but why like are so, each state the decisions happening when they are what's changed that it's okay now it's just i, I think we're all going to look back at this you know this podcast or this time and just be like wow what a you know what what a crazy time to be alive and to be a part of this and <laughs> Yeah, it'll be something that you said. Oh, I lived through that. You know, it's gonna be in history books. We were talking about that. Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like you know, my, my son's three and a half, and he'll be twenty, and then be like, "Do you remember whenever this happened?" Yeah. So. Yeah, crazy. we learned about the Black Plague and you know yeah. the, the Spanish flu and stuff like that, and it's gonna be it's gonna be COVID nineteen for for our kids. It's it's definitely a strange time and. There, like you said, there doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason to it, and I don't know if anybody knows what the right thing or wrong thing to do at this point is. But um, you know, it's 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 great to see. You know, Aaron, you talked about it. Like it stinks that we can't get out, right? Like that is what this this whole sport, this whole community is founded on, is going out and having a good time and having these these interactions and and these little campouts and and, and fishing trips with with your buddies and meeting new people on the water and. We can't really do that in the same way right now, but it's awesome to see uh, tournament directors like you two finding ways to work around it and and do some cool stuff. Um, and you guys already are faced with enough challenges, let alone uh, this. So uh, kudos, uh, kudos to you two and all the other TDs listening to this podcast. Well, thank you. Yep. So, so your trail there in uh, in Utah for kayak fishing, Utah. What's uh, can you tell us about like how many people are in it, or how many people usually get, how many stops you have? Just kind of give us an overview of the trail. Yeah. Um, so this year is weird. We I've been talking to my other TD, um, the other co-owner of Kayak Fishing Utah. And, um, if we have to cancel our second tournament, it's almost like we have to refund membership. So we do charge a $50 mm-hmm. membership fee and that covers, um, AOI. We plan on sending out stickers and some other really cool things I don't want to talk about just yet. Um, but I had to hold off on talk about it. Purchases. <laughs> just, some, <you> know, <laughs> just some cool swag. How about that? I don't want to, you know, I don't want to promise anything yet because I might have to refund memberships at that point. And, and I'm not here to make a, I'm not here to make a dime. Every single last penny is going back to these anglers, whether it's in a, a giant dinner at the end of the season, or if it's just prizes, or if it's a kayak trailer and a kayak to go to the AOI, whatever it is that we decide, um, we're kind of still up and down. It's, it's kind of goes back and forth, but, um, Face mask, buffs, you know. Yeah, right, yeah. Tons of buffs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeez. but uh man they're making a killing right now <laughs> but um yeah speaking it's, of we normally... sam sells and boss buffs check them out. Uh, <laughs> uh... he'll get some with the kayak fishing utah like right on oh, you know there you go, there you go. Oh, i'll you stop go. i'll stop hashtag um so, yeah. <laughs> so uh we uh we typically have six six tournaments plus a state championship and um, state championship is top 25% of AOI points. Um, so you have to be a member. We also launched a juniors league this year, which I'm so sad uh, that we haven't been able to see it. But it's um, $15 just for them to sign up. Dwayne Wally is sponsoring their tournaments. So the, uh, the cool. tournaments are free for these kids. They're not gonna, oh, dude, he's the man. 
Uh, they're mm. not going to win money, but we've got some awesome sponsors and some really cool prizes. And my girl, Kat, Catherine, Kate, sorry, I call her Kate Field. She gave a very substantial donation to those kids. And so they're going to be very well taken care of if it's not. I know, right, awesome. Susie? That girl makes me want to cry. Um, if it's, <laughs> yeah, these kids are going to be probably more set up than I am. But um, yeah, so if it's not this season, it'll be next season. So we do, yeah, like I said, six trails. Now we're down to five. I'm hoping we can sneak another one in there. It's going to be hard. You know, people having to travel, take time off and stuff. I think we'll we'll do it anyway because just because but um you know we'll get there yeah who, i mean who knows how people have been affected and how they affect the trail and absolutely you know, yeah i mean but y'all are both giving them an out people an outlet to to you know get away from this to to have some time on the water and to take it out of their mind so it's a good yeah, thing we have a few members that have lost their jobs um mm -hmm. because of this and um you know, we're, we're just trying to take care of our people at this point, whether we refund memberships and make sure that they're still fishing with us or whatever it is. I just uh, exactly. This is an outlet. This is this is our how we de-stress. This is how we maybe mm -hmm. get away from that one thing in our lives that we can't handle anymore. And so I want to make sure that that stays open to everybody. Uh, so absolutely. You know, anybody from KFU that's listening, if you don't have a boat, if you can't afford something hit me up man we'll we'll make something happen so yeah that's awesome that's awesome hey going back to your your youth thing do you have any idea what kind of like participation obviously you've had some interest in this that's why you started it um do you have any idea like what kind of participation you're expecting from that um probably roughly 15 to 20 kids awesome. uh yeah so awesome. our we were probably our first year as KFU, I was fishing against 20 to maybe 20 to 25, maybe 30 people at the most. Um, we've grown to about 50 people, or I should say 30 to 50 people every tournament, which has been great. And a lot of them have kids. And so this is a great way to get their kids out there. Um, I know KF KBF has a new rule where your boats can't touch. Well, we're going to eliminate that if especially if they have their kids on the water with them because we want to make sure that you know everybody's safe everybody's getting their pic you know their fish pictures taken and everything so um we're hoping 15 to 20 kids and like i said we've got some cool swag a lot of sponsors um anted up before this before all this happened and so we've got some cool stuff waiting for those kids that's awesome love yeah. it love it and Susie, what's going on with your trail kbl KBL, um, things have been kind of uh, interesting. So um, we have, let's see here, three, four, five, five events scheduled, and then we have our championship. So we had to cancel our first event that would have been on the 25th. Um, but luckily, um, in the planning stages, I had suggested that we do um, a backup events. So we would schedule two events kind of like later in the season if we have to cancel because of weather which we actually had to do last year and last year we just resorted to makeups done via online and there was a lot of dispute about you know the fairness of that and all this and all that so we're like you know mm -hmm. what let's just take the onlines out because you know it was a big complaint which you know is what it is and we're like we'll just set aside two dates and two different locations for backup events which are actually going to work in our favor greatly uh, because of everything that's going on so our first event got canceled um, so we're going to have to use our backup number one 
And then backup or uh, event number two is coming up on the 17th of May. So um, the lake that's scheduled is not going to be opening the first part of May, but we don't know what the state is going to be doing as far as their like phased reopening. They haven't said, you know, all right, phase one is this date to this date. Phase two is this date to this date. And these lakes are included. We, we don't know what's going to happen with that. So you know, we could just say, all right, you know, event number two is canceled. I mean, we can't go there anyway because the gates are closed. <laughs> um, so we might just do, um, you know, our backup number two, which is until August. So that's also in our favor. But the uh, kind of question is, is with um, our third event, which would be at the end of May, um, you know, if that's going to be canceled, then we kind of got to start to be creative. So we haven't made anything official yet. So if any KBO members are listening or watching, um, this isn't official. <laughs> but, um, you know, what we're thinking about doing is trying to do some um, online opportunities. I know in the past um, there were some uh, frustrations about the online, but, you know, we're trying to figure out a way to structure it to where we either have everybody on the same lake or within a certain mile radius or something like that. So we're trying to work out something that'll work in the best interest of everybody. And that's still safe and following all the uh, rules and regulations with uh, social distance and everything. So uh, we're definitely have, having to use our creative juices uh, at the time. So, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. one of the things too that I that I've been thinking about a lot, and um, kudos to the team at Indiana Kayak Anglers because they addressed this uh, in their first event, is you know, as these states start to open up things, or in these states where things are open, you know, the kayak community has a a big spotlight on it right now. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, we have to make sure that we're acting responsibly because. Yes. The people in higher positions see us out there and us competing or anyone in the in the outdoor community, right? And these lakes open up and everybody floods them and nobody's following the social distancing. And then it's like, okay, well, we can't trust that people will do things responsibly, so we're going to have to shut them back down or cancel this or cancel that. So it's definitely uh, important that as we do start to transition back into these live events that we keep those things in mind and, and try and be, you know, cautious of how we represent the, the kayak community. So. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the other part of it is, too, is safety. You know, I mean, in the state of Illinois, with the very limited amount of public waters that are going to be open, you know, if we allow anglers to fish at certain ones, you know, that could be kind of putting them at risk, too, because, mm -hmm. again, you know, there could be lots of other boats flooding out there and, you know, it, boaters aren't always paying attention to where they're going. We found that out at... Um, uh, Newton <laughs> last yeah, the crossroads. year. Yeah, the Crossroads event. So, you know, we definitely don't want uh, anything like that happening again. So a lot of different things to take into consideration. You know, I mean, as tournament directors, you know, we try to really critically think about all the options that are available. You know, we have 50 members. So A, we have to find if we are going to choose one lake, it's got to be able to accommodate 50 people, whether or not, you know, all 50 sign up that that is one thing, but you know, we like to try to accommodate what we can. So, you know, we got to have the, the proper space, you know, the proper permits and everything. 
Um, you know, there's a lot more done behind the scenes than I think some people realize and take for granted a lot. Absolutely. And, and then that's part of the reason why we do this show and we like to have tournament directors on is because, you know, we want to get those stories out there. And we want people to know what goes behind all of this, the processes, the thoughts, you know, that you guys are putting into to all of these different details. You know, we just as anglers, we just, you know, PayPal on Tourney X, sign up and show up at the lake and think everything is just going to run smoothly because that's just the way it is. When in reality, you guys are putting in the work, like, yeah. all the time, all the yep. time. So and not it's just like, on tournament day. Yeah, and it's like Aaron said, you know, we don't make a dime off of this. You know, tournament directors aren't getting paid for this. This is all volunteer. This is all coming out so, of our so, own time. Some of them are taking some money. <laughs> 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 there might be some clubs out there that yeah. do. But the, the two clubs that I had been a part with, nobody took a dime. Nobody made money. It all went back to the anglers. I mean, of course, you know, you've also got your other fees. So, you know, you've got got your PayPal fees. You've got permit fees. There's a lot of different fees. So I I like to fish. So I pay a judge in another state to judge our fish because Mm -hmm. I don't want there to be any. There's nothing that anybody can say, oh, she's cheating. Right. Right. I mean, we just got to eliminate that. So. Yeah, I helped with um, uh, Michigan Kayak Trails uh, Topwater Series uh, last year. You know, I would judge their Tuesday night tournaments. Um, so, yeah, just to kind of be that um, neutral party. You know, I'm not in the state. You know, I'm hundreds of miles away. You know, I don't really know these people personally, so I can't really have like a, a favoritism or anything like that. And, you know, having years of experience judging, judging, I was like, well, heck, yeah, I'll help you guys judge. I love it. <laughs> Well, very cool. And if there's something that you could say to other tournament directors, since y'all been doing this for a while, and uh, so if there's somebody just getting into it or a new tournament director, or somebody who sucks at it, what's do you have any advice that you you could give to them? Go ahead, Susie. You're up. <laughs> I can see it in your face. <laughs> it's like I'm ready. Right. So when you're going to make a judgment call you know, be, um, consistent, be considerate and be compliant, you know, three C's basically, if you want to call it. So consistency. So, you know, you're judging fish the same way all across the board, you know, whether hands over the eye or if the identifier has part of it missing, even if like you can almost barely read that last number, you you got to make that decision. You can't just be like, well, I'll just let it slide. Hundreds of people are online tourney X looking at your every move. So always, always, always remember that. So, you know, if you got to make a call and you're kind of like iffy about it, just, just do it. You know, I mean, be about the consistency and the fairness, you know, um, And what I like to do, too, is um, if there's like an online tournament that's like, you know, a month long or something like that, and I see somebody just uploaded a photo and like their identifier is glared out, I'll shoot them a message and be like, 
hey man, I can't read your identifier. You got a different one? I'll actually reach out to people and try to be like, hey, you know, do you have a different picture? You know, do you have something else that might work? You know, try to give them that option to, you know, make a change. Because I've been in the same situation as a competitor myself. I get excited. I get in the moment. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Can I take a picture? Take a picture. And then like, I don't even think. And then I'm looking back and I've let the fish go. And I'm like, Oh, Hmm. (laughs) you know, so, but, you know, as a judge, you know, you, you gotta be consistent. Yeah. Aaron. I would a hundred percent agree with Susie. That is, uh, that's probably my number one rule. Uh, We have some older uh, members in our club that are, um, they have some, wonderful abilities with, you know, I don't want to call it disabilities, but yeah, I'm just saying like, you know, some of them have to go out on walkers to get into their kayak and they're beautiful people and they have a hard time catching fish. And sometimes they don't take the best pictures. And I, I, every time I DQ their fish, I make sure I explain and tell them a better way to do it next time. Yeah. That mm. is a hundred percent. And, and we've got a few, we have a lot new members this year. Um, we do the month long, we do a trout versus bass because Utah is like trout land. Um, so, um, but, so I try to talk to them about the mouth opening. I give them pointers. I'll message them and say, Hey, I took a one inch deduction, but this is why a, B and C next time, try this, this, and this. And you know what? They don't get, they don't get pissed off. They say, thank you for the advice. I'm going to try that next time. And then sometimes they'll send me a picture and be like, Hey, is this better? And I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, that's great. You know? And, um, so that's definitely number one. Um, don't make exceptions for anybody. Just like Susie said, hundreds of people go to Kayak Bass Nation if you're <laughs> <laughs> if you want to yeah. see the a, a crap show, uh, mm. go go there and and see how people are looking at stuff. This is real money that people are winning. This is people's. Yes. This is some of this is their livelihood. Some of yeah. them, this is, especially right now, this is their only job. And, um, you know, we have to pay, we have to give that to them. We have to give them that consistency and, and, and the fairness, um, doesn't matter who you are, how old, how young you have to give them that fairness. Um, the only other thing I would say is, um, now that I run, uh, I hate Facebook. Now that I run a Facebook group, um, (laughs) I have had the greatest group of people on my Facebook and recently because of the virus, there has been a lot of political talk on my group and I have had to shut it down every single time. I haven't kicked anybody out yet, but I've sent some very big nasty grams. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, it's just, just basically saying, Hey, this is, you know, you've got kids here reading this stuff. Watch the F bombs, keep your political stuff to yourself. Go PM each other. I don't care what you battle it with you in there. PM keep it off my page. Let's talk kayak fishing. Let's be a family. Let's be a group. Let's all get through this together and share our experiences instead of battling each other over who's right and who's wrong and who loves Trump and who doesn't. So, you know, yeah, that's a, that's a great point, Aaron. And, you know, I think a lot of the folks that listen to this particular segment are tournament anglers and a big, and so you talking about that makes me want to touch on something real quick. So touch it. I'm going to touch it. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) but as tournament anglers, a big part of it is having sponsorships and partnerships and pro staff, whatever you want to call it. Right. So part of, so when you represent a brand, right, 
You're the face of that brand. You are representing them. You, your values are their values, or at least they should be. And so one thing that I want to kind of touch on for people listening right now that you may not be thinking about. Yes, you're entitled to your own beliefs, your, your opinions, um, and whether a company agrees or disagrees with the things that you uh, are posting, you probably want to avoid it as much as possible um, because, you know, if you're posting something that's pro or anti anything, you know, people often, I, I get this message all the time. Cause like, look, I run pro staffs and I run social media marketing for companies and I get messages all the time. Did you know that so-and-so posted this? Does your brand really want to represent someone <laughs> who represents this kind of thing? Yada, yada, it, like all the time. It happens all the time. And I don't think people think about it. You know, um, it's my Facebook page. I can post. Yes, you can. Sure. <laughs> but keep in mind that you're representing a brand and that brand may not want to be associated with that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, you're not just being watched by that brand, but you're being watched by everybody else. Mm -hmm. Everyone, everyone is, someone is always watching. Someone is always watching at the ramp, on the water, on social media. It's just like the judging the fish thing that we were talking about. So if you can, uh, resist the urge to share those, you know, a funny meme here and there is one thing, but the, uh, the constant, I mean, I just go through and I look at applications for pro staff and I go through and look at my pro staff's social media account. And it's like one fishing post, 30 things about COVID one fishing post, 30 things about Democrats, one fishing post, 30 things about Trump. And it's like, is that really what you want to? Sorry. We're yeah. Passionate yeah. Right now, you know. Right. Like. <laughs> really looking like it's at fishing right now. <laughs> there is no better time in history to gain an audience than right now. Right now. now. Oh and my gosh. <laughs> don't waste it with social media. All right. Yep. Or with the COVID stuff and, and politics. <laughs> Do something that is going to benefit the community and the sport and help you grow your following. All right, I'm going to get off my high horse. Back to you guys. That's it. That's all I got. See you guys later. Have a good night. Well, here, here's a question. With the whole COVID thing, like, it, it seems like kayak fishing was on this just straight up trajectory of growth and things getting better and more money coming into the sport. Uh, except for the companies that have been hurt by this. How do y'all think this is going to affect us long term? I, I think that's not really a question we've asked anybody on the show. Mm. Can I take this one, Susie? Yep. Nope. All right. Um, so from what I've witnessed, um, my club has grown hundreds of members within the last couple of weeks. That is insane for me. I don't I don't know, maybe because I'm making more posts on other Utah Angler Report Facebook pages or what, but um I noticed that a lot more people are getting outdoors and I think that that's huge and whether they're just shore fishing or maybe they're getting on a boat or maybe they just desire a kayak or something I am getting like multiple member requests a day and I think that actually long term people are getting the stimulus check and you know possibly spending it maybe where they shouldn't but it doesn't matter <laughs> but I think I think long term it'll actually probably I don't want to say help our sport, but I don't think that we're going to be hugely dented, honestly, to, uh, 
that honestly depends on how long this this lasts though i mean um lucky for us we're on a platform we could do this all virtually like we literally have like there's no better sport to be in right now than kayak fishing because it can be all virtual you can't do that with football you can't do that with baseball or anything else we can literally not talk to a single other person within we'll say 10 to 20 feet and still have you know award ceremony a captain's meeting um prizes everything can be done virtual and honestly i feel like you don't have to have a live weigh-in i mean really is there any better sport that we could be in right now than this one i don't know i i think it it definitely hurts some of these smaller mom plow places i know um headwater kayaks out in california i think started hurting a little bit they're huge and and um one of my I used to be on their fishing team up in Idaho, Idaho River Sports. I definitely know that they're hurting because people just aren't making that type of money right now. But overall, people are finding a new passion outdoors, and I hope that it's kayak fishing. And I think that it's starting to, at least I'm seeing a lot more members for sure. And maybe yeah. maybe just overall in, in the outdoors, it'll be this great kind of the started national parks and what Roosevelt back in the day. Maybe it'll be this big, you know, rebirth of, of people being outdoors in Utah, what a, a great right. place for that, you know? Right. Yeah. There's, there's so many positive things that are going to come out of this, you know, and it's so easy to focus on all those negatives, but when you don't have malls and you don't have the movie theaters and you don't have these places to go play video games and, um, you know, you can't go bowling and you can't go hang out at the bar, you know, all these things that, you know, you typically would do <laughs> on the weekend, um, you know, what's left you reconnect with your family reconnect with the outdoors yep. um and hopefully you know people will continue to do that even after things open back up obviously there's going to be that initial rush to go back to the old way but i think people will also say like man i really enjoyed uh you know going to the park and going on those hikes and and continue to do those things uh, it's uh it's nuts. The little ponds around here you go and there's just cars lined up in the banks, oh, are fished full out. Of, you know, <laughs> yeah. of, 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 of families out there. And I can't tell you how many times on the small pond that I fish, I've heard, you know, a kid catch its first fish and it's been so awesome. Uh, I've gotten to take a picture of a couple kids out there just doing it. And I'm like, can I just take a picture? She's so cool, you know? And, uh, uh, it's, it's like, Three times in one day, I heard, you know, this kid catch their first fish, and it was, it was amazing, and I love that. So I hope it continues. Susie, what, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I, I agree with Aaron that, you know, this sport has incredible opportunity for the whole, you know, virtualness of it. You know, we mm. can do – and, you know, look at what Five Life has been doing, you know, yeah. with, you know, the five anglers. I mean – that's an awesome platform. It gives people entertainment that are stuck at home and people the option to fish and compete still in a sense, you know? So, I mean, why not roll with it as we can, you know? And, and, you know, I, I think we are going to see influx of people, you know, getting into this sport because, you know, there's people who are jobless and bored right now. So again, you know, what other things that they're going to, are they going to do? They're going to get tired of being on social media. They're going to be tired of sitting at home playing their video games or whatever. They're like, I'm going to get outside because the weather's actually getting nice now, now Mm. that we're, you know, kind of coming into later spring and you know, what better way to, you know, get outside and, you know, feel great and reconnect with nature, you know, and people, I, I, I agree, you know, I really hope people rediscover 
you know, the outdoors in a much more meaningful way and realize, you know, I, in a way, you know, I think the world is being woken up to like, you know, the, the realness of the world, you know, we've all had, you know, our daily lives and everything, go, 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 this work, work, work. And now it's just like, okay, let's stop. What's really real and what's really out there is like the outdoors. It's always been there, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. And yeah, businesses. Yeah. The, it might be interesting with, you know, maybe sponsors and stuff like that. If they can, you know, give as much merchandise or give as much money, you know, it's, it's just going to kind of depend on how long things last, how big or small they might be or whatever. <clears throat> um, with KBL, uh, one of our uh, sponsors, uh, Jay Diz and Monticello, uh, was starting to hurt because, you know, he's just a very small business. Um, but luckily, mm -hmm. you know, with uh, everything opening back up in uh, May, he's going to be able to open back up and hopefully uh, get some more uh, business going for him again. So, yeah. great. Yeah. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. JD's a good guy. Um, all right. So I have a question. Oh. Um, how do you to fill the kayak? community has received you as leaders um in our sport and in our industry as female leaders in our sport and industry because you know um some spaces it's usually not received too well so how, what do you guys feel Susie, i know you've had a harder time than i have i'm gonna let you go uh take take the lead on this one with right. a happier story <laughs> <laughs> Um, when I first got started into everything, um, I wasn't exactly like a director per se. I was just kind of more of a kind of helping along, you know, seeing how everything works. Then finally kind of given, um, you know, kind of my two cents, helping out with everything. And then, you know, finally becoming, you know, a judge and everything. It's, you know, it's not that. I don't think I've been received in like bad ways or anything, but until I was actually, I guess, known more about, you know, people are like, oh, okay, you know, she does know what she's doing. She knows how to judge stuff, you know, mm. you know, um, and, and now even more so, I know a lot of people know about me and I know that there's, you know, a lot more respect and people are like, oh yeah, of course, totally. You know, she knows what she's doing. <laughs> Um, type of thing. So, you know, I never, I haven't really so much had like negative experience being like a director in a sense from our members. Um, uh, there's definitely been, um, how do I put this, uh, challenging uh, opinions <laughs> with other directors on certain things and whatnot but you know that that's kind of how it goes with everything you know people are going to disagree about you know things views etc type of thing you just got to try to come to a compromise but uh you know today i mean you know like again last year you know the michigan kayak trail topwater series you know they asked me to help judge i was like yeah of course duh <laughs> you know it should be a no-brainer you know i i love doing it so, you know, it, it, it's great to be seen as that resource. Um, you know, I'm, I'm humbled by it and I love it. Every opportunity I can get now. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Aaron, what, what about you? How, how's it uh, been for you as a, a female leader in, in this space? Uh, it's been great for me, honestly. I, I think I got lucky as far as I started off as an angler 
completely ignorant to the sport and um, did really well my first season. And as far as Utah goes, I earned my respect, I suppose, you know, um, getting Angler of the Year and, um, you know, just I the guys were always coming to me looking for advice. And, and um, you know, we grew as a family. Uh, Utah bass fishing is not a huge thing. Our, our bass, this, so in, this will give you an idea. In three years, the biggest bass recorded in a tournament is 21 inches. So it's really not that big. I mean, you've got 25 inches here and, and it's like know, Ohio. California. I, it's our bat, and, and I think, I think my average fish on Turdy X is 13 inches. I mean, it's, mm. we just have small fish here. And is uh, it an eight inch minimum? We have that... an eight inch minimum okay. in Utah. Yeah. Um, not with KBF. KBF is still 12 for even for Utah, but for our, for our tournaments, it's eight, eight and above. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just so we can get some fish on the board. You know, I've plenty of tournaments I've turned in five, four, eight inch fish and a 10 inch fish. You know, it's, it's, it's just our fisheries are not well kept for bass as much as they are trout. We have kokanee salmon here, which are invasive, but awesome. And then we've got a bunch of tiger muskie in some of our, our lakes as well, which are awesome as well. But, and your growing season is so short as well yes, there. Yeah, you know. absolutely. I mean, our first tournament's late April, and then we have to stop by October, basically, is where we're at. And that's and October our, is our state championship, and we're going five hours south to the desert, so that way we can actually fish it. Mm-hmm. So, um, But no, it's it's actually been great. I um, Last year, I, I had recently gotten a divorce and said, I'm going to my Sorry. ex. I uh, know, it's. Woo-hoo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> finally bought the travel trailer I wanted, got me a dog, you know, uh, I said, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I want for the next year within reason. And, um, I needed to heal. And so I traveled to California to all the KBF events that I could. I think I went to California four or five times. It was a 12 hour drive there in uh, one Such way. Such a and, great community out there, kayak well, community out there. It's I unbelievable. Got, not that I don't love the South, but North, Northern Cal, um, and Adam Bombach, his wife, Holly, um, uh, Jay, I know, right? James Snyder is an amazing TD out there. Um, all of them took me in with open arms and like, I'd be walking, I, I kind of just like, I would, I'd get drunk and walk around the campground at night just to like meet people. <laughs> And people were like, oh, you're that chick from Utah, you know? And it was, like, awesome. They treated me like family. They fed me every time. They made sure. And people would give me tips. They'd, you know, be like, hey, go out this ramp. Like, you know, use this. The, the California crew changed my life as far as kayak fishing goes. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for them, I mean, I had to keep going back. Sometimes it would literally be like I'd get off work on a Friday, drive all night to fish Saturday morning. And then I would drive Sunday to come home so I could be at work on Monday. And, wow. and I loved every second of it. Like I would, I didn't regret any of it. It was exhausting. Um, I'm too old for that. Well, shit now. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You talk about the camping side of things like, so here in the Midwest and in the South, we go to events and you have like little groups that get together, like five, six people, they get houses, they camp in California. It's like everybody in the tournament one yeah. campground, yep. one space, <laughs> hanging out, everybody's shotgunning beers. Yep. <laughs> like they have the greatest community out there. I've got a lot of friends in California. 
um, and in Arizona in the, in the fishing space. Oh, yeah. And I, man, I so badly want to drive out there for just one of it to hang out and have a good time with all uh, of them because they, uh, they yeah. know how to party. So they are awesome. We stayed up to like 1am one night playing giant Jenga. And mm-hmm. I mean, completely trashed, but oh, that's besides the point. <laughs> I woke up 30 minutes after start time. <laughs> <laughs> Went out there. I have to tell you this. Um, the tur- I had won a tournament here in, in Utah with 65 inches. I mean, right. And so, and it was at New Malone's woke up 30 minutes late, got 83 inches. I placed 86th place. Wow. <laughs> wow. That just tells you the caliber of fish, but still I went out there and got 86 inches of fish. I don't know. You were like, I'm the queen of the world. (laughs) Right. I was like, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to kill this thing. And I'm like, oh man, I'm just bumping further and further down. Holy crap. You know, but. There's three 10 pounders on the board, you know. (laughs) Like, I love my 12 inch fish. This is awesome. Um, But no, it was, California seriously changed my life. They, they basically made me want to go to um, the um, national championship for KBF, which is where I met the gorgeous Miss Susie there. And she had the most amazing day one. That was like my favorite moment was meeting her. And it was, she had gotten like, God, what were you 70th or something? I out was of- like 60 something or something yeah. like that after day oh, one. Yeah. And like, cause I had figured it out and like, I literally like fished as hard as I could up until the last minute because like I was trying to get that fifth fish and then I finally got it and I had like two minutes to spare so I was just like yeah! <laughs> man that was like that was a that was another moment for me it's these small moments where you like you meet that one person that has that moment where she just ah she knew she did well she felt so proud of herself it's that moment where I meet these people in California who've never met me before and they take me in as their family um, and kayak fishing Utah, honestly, is just a huge family. It's, there's a couple, um, people here and there who want to try to muscle their way and say, you should run it this way. You should run it that way. Um, but you know, I stand my ground, I stand by my rules and, and I stand by my morals here. And, and that's all, that's all there is to it. I've, I feel like I've had a very warm welcome and I'm, um, I'm really grateful for the kayak community. It's definitely changed my life for the better. So that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I, 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 I think a lot of times I'm a dude. I I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm just, I'm usually insensitive. I don't know what I'm, you know, li- life is tough for me. It, but like I see, I've listened to enough podcasts and enough shows with female anglers. And it's like, there's a whole other level of things y'all have to deal with that I don't. That That you have to, you know, like. You have, I've heard discussions of what women are wearing and what you can and can't wear. And, and I'm sure it's, there's not like a consistent thought on everything because people do everything different. What, me as a dude in the sport, what do most dudes miss? Or what are, what's maybe something that I'm, <laughs> I'm just completely ignorant of that, that maybe I should be doing or should think or should say that what what's what's something some guys are doing out there and they just don't get it with female anglers. Please help me. Help me to be more sensitive. Stop being so sensitive. (laughs) I just, you know, like 
I, I understand. I'm 41. I'm, I'm getting older. I, I'm kind of set in my ways, but I, I want to be receptive and, and try to be open to what other people are saying. And most of the time, I just don't judge because, again, I just don't have that level of things that I have to worry about. So I'm like, well, if y'all have to worry about that, I'm not going to judge you because that's I, I'm not even in that. How can I judge you whenever I don't even know? So is there something that most guys are missing? Well, I don't know if it's so much like missing. So from my point of view of things and hopefully that, that makes sense. It does. It does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my whole thing with, you know, when it comes to fishing with, you know, guys and everything, I've obviously never had a problem with it and everything, you know, there, there's been a lot of times where it's been, you know, kind of almost awkward in a sense. Cause I'm like, well, should I act differently because I'm the only lady, you know, are the guys acting differently around me because I'm a lady, you know, it's just like, kind of like at first it was just kind of like that awkward, like, all right, whatever type of thing, yeah. you know, but like the clubs and stuff, as I've gotten to know people and they've gotten to know me, we're like, oh yeah, you know, we're cool and everything and whatnot, you know, mm-hmm. but like the one thing that, you know, I still struggle with the most and that, I mean, sometimes it bothers me, but then other times I'm just like, well, it's just one of those things. It's just that, you know, having the opportunities to, you know, like stay with people, travel with people, you know, that kind of thing, you know, I I mean, a lot of people kind of forget about us sometimes because, you know, we're women and, you know, who's, you know, going to invite the lady to stay with a group of guys, you know, their wife wife isn't going (laughs) to like it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and it's just like, you know, I wish I could just like speak to the wives. And if you are listening, like, I don't want nothing to do with your dude. I am married to an awesome man right now. Like, I just want to go fishing and I want to learn from these guys and talk with these guys. And save a little on my hotel room. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And see, I I wouldn't even thought about that. So I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Great. Yeah, you know. We can bunk anytime. It's cool. It's cool. Right? You know, and and, and, yeah. Because, you know, last year, I would say 90% of my my travels and my stays were solo, mm. all by myself, you know. I sure, And, you know, sure. it could have been part of my fault, too. I never really thought to, like, reach out and ask. But, again, it's kind of like dancing that fine line of, like, is that going to make people feel awkward that I'm asking them that or whatever, you know. So I'm just like, you know what, eh. I'm just going to go solo because that's what I'm used to doing. You know, it hasn't really bothered me too much, but I feel like a lot of times I really miss out on some of that camaraderie and, you know, those, those campfire talks and, you know, the drunken nights, you know, whatever it may be, you know, a type of thing. But, you know, I finally have been becoming a little bit more part of, you know, these these groups and stuff like that like kbl we stayed at a castle last year <laughs> for a championship oh my god it was amazing we stayed at an actual castle <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah so it cool. was awesome it was awesome the so the pictures were neat <laughs> i need to go back and look at those i don't remember that yeah i haven't yeah. seen that yeah um i i had a few pictures i didn't take a whole lot um but i know i was tagged in a few of them but um yeah. This guy who lived, um, gosh, where was this? This is out in the middle of nowhere. There was like really bad cell service, but um, it was out near Otter Lake in Illinois. And this guy had just built this big castle like house. I mean, it had like 20 rooms, it had like three levels to it. I mean, it was redonkulous, you know. And me and God, how many of us stay there? Like 
16, 17 yeah, or something sure. like that. Yeah, there was a bunch of us, so we had a really, really good time. So they served like tiny burgers. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we, we we cooked out White like castle. we grilled out. We Bad made joke. we made burgers and dogs and stuff like that too. So I mean, it was it was great, you know. And you know, like I I've I've roomed with a couple of guys before too. You know, they're like, hey, you want to split a hotel? I'm like, sure, yeah, you know. And it's you know it's not a big deal. I don't care, you know. I mean. I'm professional, you know, I'm not going to be in your DMs or anything like that, you know, like, come on, <laughs> you know, <My> and, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's the and, and, you know, some other parts of it too, to me, and this is just be, this is just me being really self-conscious too, you know, just being a bigger gal too sometimes yeah. makes me wonder about it, you know, cause I mean, I mean, I know it's how society is and everything, but come on. I'm Susie. Like, come on. <laughs> you know, Girl, I'm not going to bite. <laughs> right. Mm, I'm a, I'm a voluptuous man. <laughs> right. It's just like, I just want to fish. <clears throat> I just yeah. want to talk fishing stuff. You know, I just want to hang out. Like I'm, I'm just the same as all you other guys, you know, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> now I, I love what you two are doing and I love that you guys are you're not shying away from the roles that you're in and, and, and being vocal and being out there. I mean, I have a daughter who loves fishing and I want her to walk into a sport that is going to embrace her and that she is going to be looked at just like everyone else. One big thing that I see that is always concerning for me is if there's a dude that does something that's stupid, everyone calls that that dude and that's, that's really it. But when a girl does something, it's like the entire female body of the sport or industry is under fire now. Yeah. It's like they're all looked at the same way, right? Yep. So, you know, we've had certain instances in our sport, um, which we won't go into detail on, <laughs> but it seems like it's impacted or changed the way people view just the entire female body, Um in, in, in this, uh, in the sport. And I hate to see that. So that's kind of like a unique challenge that I see for, for, uh, women in the sport is, you know, having to combat what some other person does, you know, guy or gal, people do stupid stuff, you know? Um, yeah. so. And, you know, kind of going along with what, you know, Christine Fisher has kind of advocated for too, is, you know, also, like on another side of that is being a female in this industry, sometimes we come upon opportunities that could seem as they're being given to us, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> you need know? a female on our team. Cool. Right. Did you even know that I fish? Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's that. I only catch 13 inchers in Utah. Why? Are you... And I've, I've heard her say that before, where it's easier to get in, it's tougher to go up. Mm-hmm. I would agree or with female. that, Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. You know, and, you know, the other part of it is, too, is just like, you know, if you do work your way towards something and you are presented with an opportunity that you know you earned – but it might be, it might mean that that opportunity is taken away from a male angler, you know? So like, what kind of feelings does that leave? You know, mm. it's just like, yes, I've worked hard to get to this, you know, and they're going to take it away from this guy because maybe he's just not 
posting as much or he's not as active, you know? I mean, he could be a top-notch guy and everything, but, like, at the same time, it's just like, ugh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Aaron? What, what am I missing? Tell me something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I agree with Susie as far as the traveling thing goes. That's um, I literally bought, like, a... It's a 2,000 pound hard side folding. I saw <laughs> that. I'm jealous of that. I bought one. I know. A frame trailer. Um, I bought it when I was single, and now I'm uh, with an amazing guy, and he's got two kids. We have two kids now. And uh, now I need something bigger. But no, this thing was great for me and my dog traveling. Um, my kayak, it folds flat, and my kayak loads on top of it. Um, sometimes it takes me two hours to get it up there, but I get it up there and, uh, (laughs) now it's been, it's been great. Um, that's kind of been my saving grace, especially with the way that California does their tournaments. And then, um, God, it's getting super dark here. Sorry. I'll get closer. Um, and then, um, so the way California does, does their tournaments and then, so I camp at almost every one of our trails as well. That way I'm there the night before so people could come ask me questions and I'm there the next day to, you know, one, it's kind of a family event for us now. And I, I like to relax the day after the tournament. Typically I get sun poisoning because I'm an idiot and don't reapply my sunscreen. Um, (laughs) But um, SPF 30 always. um, On the desert, you need higher than that. (laughs) For this girl twice a day. But, um, (laughs) but yeah. Higher the rating, the more you have to apply. Just remember that. Yeah, I know. I heard that too, actually. <laughs> yeah, 30 is actually the best. But anyway, yep. different show, different show. <laughs> I, I I use that like no ad 50. It goes on like paint. Oh, yeah, I was going to say uh, if I just like, yeah, I don't know. I try to like to get a tan. It turns into a, me being a lobster. But um, <laughs> um, peeing on the water, honestly, is a, for a female, is not, <laughs> you're going to laugh. But man, that's that's a challenge for us. Um, I'm also a bigger girl. and I typically get off the water. If you want to hear a funny story, I was up in Idaho on the Snake River and um, Snake River moves, obviously it moves pretty fast. And um, I was doing really well in a tournament and I got off the water and um, I go up behind a tree and I go and I pull my pants down. I, my ankle starts stinging. I had stepped on a mother effing snake. And it- oh. <laughs> oh. What kind was it? A little garter snake. Oh, <laughs> it was, wow. It was fine. It wasn't poisonous. Um, but I hate snakes. I scream like a a girl. Well, luckily it got your ankles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean yeah. it could have been right. <laughs> uh, not poisonous at all. But either way, um, it was it was a baby too, man. I pissed that thing off. And mm. um I peed my pants Literally. process. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well that's that's reasonable. And the water it, was in the 40s, so I couldn't dip in to, like, you know, wash off or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Smelled like pee the rest of the tournament, and I finished an eighth. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, girls definitely have a harder time. I know there's, there's, um, we've talked about it in our women's, literally, this is a conversation that we have. How do you pee on the water? Guys, you stand up, you turn one way, you're good to go. Like, Girls, I'm sorry if I'm like squatting even in my hobie over my pedal drive, you're gonna see a lot of good things. <laughs> Aaron, what's what? Why, why do you have a funnel in your kayak? What's going on? <laughs> right. yeah. 
I you know, know I, I've actually looked through a lot of those things. <laughs> I I tried one of those for like a couple of times and I was like, nah, no. So like literally, like if the first thing I'll do is like depending on the lake that I'm on, like if I'm in a lake that's like in the middle of nowhere that doesn't have any houses on, I'm like, yes, perfect. I can mm. sneak into a little cove, you know, make sure nobody's behind me or anything like that. Or if somebody is, I'll be like, yo, dude, I got to take a piss. Uh, you mind just like turn around? Usually they don't have a problem with it, you know, because I yeah. mean, what else am I going to do? You know? <laughs> like, hey, man, I'm, I'm sorry, but I got to go. So like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and like, I'm just, I'm just going to go fish over here. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I'll pull up my pedal drive and I'll yeah. scoot down and just yeah. go right there. It's simple. It's easy. It's quick. And bada bing, bada boom, I'm done. You know, now I mean, we there's... know how Susie gets anglers yeah. off their spots. There you go. <laughs> uh, just a tip for any females out there. Take a long poncho. I know that sounds silly, but like that'll help cover uh. your, your, your lady bits. And, uh, you know, you could feel a little bit more comfortable and just tell your poncho. guys to turn around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. National, it, national championship i'm not going to tell which guy did it he was in one of the five tournaments recently i told him to turn around he turned around and started videoing me on gopro so <laughs> i mean jokingly but yeah he, yeah well, he's one of my good friends I'm oh good okay Woo. <laughs> i was like, <laughs> like <"Yeah." laughs> Dang. okay all right all right guy buddies who are just jerks about it trying to be funny but you know okay but yeah good bring job. a long poncho that helps out so uh, are, are you like i go out there with a big giant bubba thing of coffee every morning do y'all like literally limit what you're drinking whenever you go out there yep. i mean wow unless unless it's like so there, there are certain times of the year where i can limit and not have to worry about you know dehydration or heat Sorry, stroke yeah. But like when summer hits and it's above 85, I am chugging water and yeah. like I'll alternate. So I'll do like two bottles of water and then I'll do Gatorade because electrolytes are pretty important because it doesn't cause as bad of a headache if I don't keep up with it. Um, but when it's 85, you know, you just jump and take a quick swim, right? Right. Like, yeah, you could yeah. if you wanted to. Yeah, 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 you really could. But I mean, relieve, sometimes... Relieve yourself, cool off, <laughs> get back right. in. But tournament time, you don't waste that time. No, that's, that's the thing. True. That is right? just time. You're like, yeah. you're like, okay, you just got to go. You pull down, boom, bam, bam, go. You know? <laughs> yeah, you don't waste time. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. There you go. Informative <laughs> and educational. <laughs> How we pee on the water. Yeah, well, see, things you, things I, I would never think about. You right, know, you know I'm like, just I, I'm waiting for the companies that are going to make the pants and shorts that zipper at the crotch for us ladies. Because I mean, we got to take the whole thing off. You know, guys, you just zip down and go. You know, why haven't they made that for ladies yet? That's my whole complaint. <laughs> Sam, you look really confused. <laughs> no, the entrepreneur in me is saying, hmm, I can oh, do that. Oh, I love it. So, Maybe it's like a flap or something that you yeah. just like flap open and just yeah. sit and go, you know? I mean, yeah. that would be amazing. Well, right. well just, have, just have the keeper, the zipper keep going so I can poop on the water and then hey. everybody. You know, you know, and especially in like cold weather fishing, Just because kidding. when you've got the whole suit on and everything, like if you got to go to the bathroom, you have to get off the water to go. Like there's no going because like I've tried the whole bibs and everything. And by the time I've done that, I'm like, well, I've just got everything wet now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Interesting. Yeah, All right. We're going to work on that, Susie. <laughs> we're going to figure out a way to do that. Um, and uh, we're going to we're going to come out with, uh, you know, I don't know. She she angler pants or something like that, <laughs> you know. Hey, keep those yeah. voluptuous girls in mind, all right? <laughs> I, I like it. Right, yeah, and make sizes that fit like bigger gals too. Like, stop doing like all the twigs. Like, come on, you know, I got some junk in the trunk. Like, come on, just make stuff that fits me. That's <laughs> hashtag big girls fish too, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh goodness. All <laughs> right. Well, we've kept you all long enough. Thank you for the information, telling us all about yourselves and your your uh, trails and everything else. Erin, do you have any sponsors you'd like to tell us about? Oh, um, gosh. Idaho River Sports has been awesome to me the last year. Um, I uh, moved further away from them, but I still want to support them. And... Um, Maniac Custom Lures. Unfortunately, they're also going out of business. Well, I shouldn't say he's going out of business. He's retiring. But wow. um, man, they drop shotting, salt sticks, minnows. Go. He's liquidating everything. Up. Seriously. And they are hot. That is like my 99% use. Um, other than that, kayak fishing Utah is my, that's my, my life right there. So, Aaron, uh, before we uh, move on real quick, Anything that you want to say to maybe you've maybe there's a, a wife listening with her husband who's wanting to mm-hmm. get into the sport or a daughter or maybe we got some female anglers you know who are just getting started. Anything you want to or say? Transitioning. To, just say no. Nah. <laughs> we talking? Are we still talking about fishing? Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> anything you want to say to uh, you know those uh, lady anglers out there or are people who are inspiring to be you know, lady anglers in the, uh, sport of kayak bass fishing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's, um, it's a male dominant world, but who cares? You guys are welcoming. Look, Susie and I are here. Um, I've had the best experiences on the water with a ton of men. Um, I know it's intimidating. If you're scared, start off with those month long tournaments, whether it's KPF or the KBBT or, um, Maybe your local club like KFU has a month long start there. That gives you that confidence on how to measure the fish. That's probably your number one uh, tough spot right there. Other than that, get out and meet people. Man, you will find the most loving, caring, and most informative people. You're going to run across your your jerks and the people who don't want to give up their spots and all that. You know what? They're one in a million. Well, I wouldn't say one in a million. One in 50. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, there's plenty more people out there who are kind and ready to support you and ready to help you out than there are the opposite. So just try it and, and contact me. My gosh, my Facebook is completely open. I don't post about COVID. I bought chickens recently, so I talk about my COVID chickens all the time. <laughs> Other than that, so um, you know, <laughs> I know. Other than that, it's all fishing, and I'm just ready here to hear to support people. And um, you know, contact me or Susie or Christine Fisher. She's amazing. Um, Catherine Field, my girl. Man, there's so many women out there who oh, are many. ready to give you um, some advice to support you and to help you on your journey. We're here. Uh, just don't hesitate. That's it. Um, and Susie, you, you were nice enough to come on our show. Just plug your sponsors. 
Um, I definitely got to thank uh, Quest Water Sports uh, for having me on the uh, Hobie Fishing Team um, this year. Finally back at it again. <laughs> um, Catch Products. Um, I'm on the uh, uh, pro team with them as well. <clears throat> um, Tourney Tag. Um, one of my newest sponsors, uh, Bassett Baits. Uh, he's a very, very small um, kind of uh, make his own stuff at home guy um, out of Rockford. So he custom makes uh, baits and stuff for me. Um, Sheengler Customs, uh, Miss Mel Isaacs is uh, the main for that one. Uh, she She's like magic when it comes to paint and baits. If you want a custom colored whatever, she can do it like. It's amazing what she does. <laughs> um, let's see here. Kistler Rods, um, of course, uh, you know, Pal and Finn. And um, let's see here. Who am I missing? Um, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's about it. So. Awesome. Awesome. It's always well, great well, to have great people behind you. That's, that's right. right. Well, thank you all for being on the show. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. <laughs> Thanks, all guys. right that was awesome 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 <laughs> so zipper that goes all the way around either all either either a zipper so like not like around the waist but like from the front to the back yeah. like it can be like a regular zipper down to your your butthole yeah yes. just so you can <laughs> yeah you know yes. obviously <laughs> Yes, There's just something so that you can just squat and go and not have to worry about taking your pants down or anything. Like we can pull. Sorry, this is gonna sound weird. We can pull our panties aside and we can do our business. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I feel you. And okay. not have to show our goodies to everyone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, maybe some cargo pockets to put some baits in and. Yeah. <laughs> our lipstick, everything the girls do, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's a few women out there who probably do that, but yeah, no, yeah. Okay, okay. I like it. I like it. We might sorry, have to source that. Sorry to put a, a light behind me. It's like dark as hell here. No, that's all right. We can still say totally fine. Totally fine. So, okay. Well, we got to uh, record the rest of this show and talk about tournament results, but uh, thank you both for taking time out of your week. Um, once again, Aaron, for you, you know, coming on the paddle and fin, we appreciate that. And Susie, as always, helping support us. So, um, anyway, stay healthy and yeah. get out there as much as you can. Hopefully, you can get your tournament series up and running here soon. So, appreciate Take you. Take care of those chickens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye bye. All right. Have nice a good night, to guys. You. Bye. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. All right, everyone. Welcome back. We just finished up with uh, a couple awesome ladies here in the sport of kayak bass fishing. Definitely representing our community in the best way. Um, you know, it was fun chatting with them, you know, got some cool stories there and some funny moments and, you know, definitely got to see some of the inner, you know, the thoughts and, and considerations that go behind, um, you know, being a female angler and leader in our sport. So pretty cool. Yep. Very cool. Well, 
there are, even though we have so much going on in our country right now, there are a lot of tournaments that happen. Uh, a lot of them have changed the way they're doing it. Uh, the first one we're going to go over is Indiana Kayak Anglers. They had their season op- opener, and they turned that into a five-county shootout. It had great turnout, 86 anglers. First place was Blake Spurgeon with 94 inches, uh, Aiden Darlington with 84 and three-quarter, and Jeff Ferdinsky with 84 and a half. Yeah, t- tough tournament, man. You, I mean, there were over 90 lakes, so five counties, and there was like, 80 or 90 lakes that you could choose from Uh, incredible amount of opportunity to fish and great fisheries up there. So shout out to the guys that picked the right ponds um, and put in the work to find the fish. But let me say something real quick. Aiden Darlington. Let me just give you an idea how good this angler is. All right. Nothing not to take away from Blake. Blake had an incredible day. Shout out to Blake as well. Aiden is like two or three year in a row angler of the year for IKA and comes up with second place in the first event, of course, like already off to a great start this year. It's going to be hard to ever knock this kid off uh, the pedestal of AOI. I'm telling you, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. So, Mm. well, there you go. Well, second, we had Tennessee kayak anglers tournament trail on Watts bar that had 24 anglers, three fish limit. First place was Brent long with 56. That's, I mean, that's a big limit, 56. Uh, second, fish. Wow. yeah, Joby Berry with 54 and a half. And third, Eric Romney's, I think that's how you say it, 54 and a half as well. So they tied, but Joby had the bigger, big fish. Uh, next, Southern West Virginia Kayak Anglers. That was a three-lake tournament, had 47 anglers. First place was Jeffrey Willis with 76. Uh, Brad Richardson, and I know it's been tough up in West Virginia, uh, second, Brad Richardson with 68 and three quarter. And third was Brian Bostick with 63 and a half. So tough conditions up there for sure. Uh, next, Mountain State Kayak Anglers uh, in West Virginia, a statewide online one day tourney, 77 anglers. I don't have the weights, but first place was Jason Isaacs, second place, Zach Atkins, and third, Ewing Minor. Uh, next, we have East Texas Kayak Fishing Tournament. Uh, and that was on Lake Fork, 62 anglers. First place, and this actually says it as Tarney X, Dave Thunder Midget Newman with 97 and a quarter. Uh, what was his big bass? 97 and a quarter. What was the big bass on there? Yeah, yeah I didn't get have it. it. Okay. Nah, no worries. I should have. It was a big. Uh, second, yeah, for sure. Second, Brian Howe with 95 and three quarter. And third, John Allen with 90, 91 and three quarter. Next, we had Oklahoma Kayak Anglers, up statewide, 85 anglers, one-day tournament. Jason Ray with 101. Uh, hopefully, I won't butcher his name. Zhao Zhang with 100 and a half. And third was Justin Brewer with 96 Ooh. and three-quarters. So, yes. Wow. Where were they fishing? Oklahoma. State, it was statewide, but it was a one-day tournament. So. Oh, goodness. Wow. Yeah. Go to Oklahoma. And, for sure. And, and there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of other tournaments going on. Most of them were smaller or month longs. It seems like a lot of clubs have went to month longs right now because of the COVID wow. deal. And next, uh, last we had the kayak bass bracket tour. They went from 64 down to 32, and these people moved on to Sweet 16. Jake Suvac, Conrad Benetti, Doug Wilson, who I'm fishing against, uh, me, Joe Douglas, William Kennan, Marcus Coates, Jeff Isom. Uh, Jonathan Pepin 
who beat Eric Siddiqui. He had 94 and three quarter, and Eric had 94 and a half. So, it, man, it's tough to go out by a quarter of an inch whenever you got 94 inches. Wait, hold uh, on. Say that again. Yeah. Eric, yeah. Eric Siddiqui got beat by Jonathan Pepin, who's up in the UP. And he, he got had beat. 94. He had 94 and three quarter. Eric had 94 and a half. Oh, wow. Quarter of an inch. Yeah, wow. That's, hey, that's rough. Yeah, gotta, I got to say your there, name, there, man. Well, I gotta, there, there's a few more. Hold on. Thomas oh, okay. Gent, Matt Linsman, Patrick Tharp, Derek Brundle, Matt Funtress, uh, Ronaldo Nanden, who I think he had the highest two, two deals. One of them was over, it's like 108 inches, something ridiculous. Another one was still mid-90s. And then Marty Hughes. So that's the thirty, the six, thirty-two who are moving on to uh, the six. I'm sorry, the sixteen who are moving on this week, including Dan Perry, who's whacked them both rounds. Way yeah. to go, man. Way to I'm go. Good. It's it, I've I've done really well, but really I'm the guy with the second highest average of two weeks is. I think he had ninety. Yeah, he had ninety-seven and ninety-four and three-quarter, and I've had ninety-three and eighty-six and a half. So. He's fishing on Philsmere. You know, he's had the second highest average weight of the first two weeks. And, you know, like legitimately going to have to catch high 90s to 100 to beat him. So it's that's that's it. tough to do. You can do it. You can do it. There was another tournament this weekend, too. It was Paddle and Finn live. That's tournament. right. There was. There was two matchups. There was two matchups. Uh, JP and Sean, the two newest hosts here at Paddle and Finn, went head to head. And uh, you and I went head to head, and so John or JP, sorry, uh, Jason and uh, Sean, they were fishing tough conditions, rain and wind and cold front, you know, fronts coming through. Neither of them were able to catch a fish in uh, regulation. Neither of them were able to catch a fish in sudden death. So they're going to rematch. I don't remember what the date is on that. Tomorrow or oh. Saturday. I'm sorry. So okay, they're going to do Saturday. Out Friday, Saturday they'll be on that. And then, uh, yep, there was me and you. I pulled through on that one. You fished hard, fished all day. Congratulate you, you. Hey, man, it was obviously tough conditions. I hate, you know, it didn't work out for you, but it sucks. One of us was going to lose. Oh yeah, no, and and look, I'm I'm rooting for you, man. I want I want the winner, the champion, to come from uh from from our crew here at the reel down. But uh, you know, hopefully, I'll get in that losers bracket and I'll have a chance to rematch with you at the end. Uh, you know, the water I went to, unfortunately, had a raging muddy creek running through it. I uh, didn't know it could even do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I got there like an hour early and saw that, and I tried to figure out where else I could go, but there wasn't anything. So, unfortunately, a lot of the water here in Indiana doesn't have enough so- service to do, you know, live broadcast from. Um, and I was an hour and a half away from anything I knew. So, But you did awesome. You caught a fish like on the second cast, made it really interesting and fun. So thanks for keeping it that way because the the other three of us didn't catch a single fish. It could have been really, really boring uh, had it not been for the uh, awesome action you had. So congratulations, man. Congratulations to all the winners uh, from this week and uh, look forward to recapping some more events next week. Tune in to Paddle and Finn Live on sunday from 8 a.m to 12 uh, me and dan will be hosting that event uh, yep. mostly mostly dan's face i'm gonna be working some of the back end but we've got uh brian schiller uh the og of the show um versus josh eldridge so who do you have 
I got I'll, Brian. I'll, yeah, I got I'll, Brian. I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I think Brian, obviously, he's been doing this longest, but I, I think a lot of he's all the brackets have went to him. And I think whenever he saw like people are picking, a lot of people picked you, and you mm. still might win in the. I in upset the bracket. a lot of brackets. Yeah. You upset so, a lot of brackets. Bracket buster. So they, but and Dustin, he's down in Texas, which Dustin and Susie are also fishing. That's mm. going to be a great matchup. I think, I think Brian kind of got a little fire lit under him because he's like, hey, I'm, I'm the underdog. What? I got yeah. this big giant blue sky 360, and you don't think I can win? Mm. So uh, right. I'm so fishing yeah. out of a boat. I'm gonna beat these little kayak yeah, guys. Exactly. I, I got this giant boat. What y'all talking about? Yeah. So yeah, I know he's going to be fishing this home water that he knows through and through. He understands what those fish do under any, any conditions. That's why I'm picking him. You know, I, the conditions look fairly good this weekend actually. Um, but, uh, I think, you know, Brian's a stick and he'll figure out the bite. I have no idea where Josh is even going. So it's hard for me to make an educated guess on him, but yeah, I got Brian and then man, Dustin, Susie, Ooh. man, it, I know y'all haven't seen it out there in paddling Finland, but uh, on our group text, Lord Dustin has been sacking them. So, you know, Susie, we I love her being on the show tonight. I how I can't bet against Dustin. I mean, he's he's on some mega fish. Yeah, he's got some great water out there. I don't know. We'll have to see if you know the he's got signal at the honey holes that he wants to go to or not. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, Susie. Susie, uh, she's got some pretty awesome fisheries as well. So if she can get on them, if they're open and she can get on them, you know, I've got faith that she's going to definitely put up a good battle. Dustin's going to, I mean, who would have wanted to face Dustin in the first round? Like, you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, she, she pulled Dustin and she's going to have to, she's going to have to really grind it out to, to get a victory. So, but good luck to everyone fishing. We're looking forward to hosting. It should be a lot of action, hopefully more than what we've had in the previous episodes with the uh, terrible conditions that we've had. Um, weather wise, it will get better with most of us in the North. It's, I think the people in the South, it's going to get worse as the tournament goes on. And for y'all, it's going to get better. So, yeah, you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, we'll guys. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Reel Down on Paddle and Finn. We'll catch you next time. Where are your PFDs? Thanks for listening. Later. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N and Finn.com. Also, check out YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, or want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters Rocktown Adventures, Leveling Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the paddle and fin logo right on your catch board don't forget to go over and pick up your jig masters jigs use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent today don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to 
It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water.